the the donut donut box the donut box if you've ever felt uncomfortable after a meal and just stressed about this overeating then this episode is for you you're listening to the donut box where we unbox stories and talk about things we usually do not talk about and today it's overeating so if you're ready let's unbox this story it's joe it's elijah and you're listening to the, the donut, donut box. box the holiday season is coming oh, oh my god this is probably coming out after the u.s thanksgiving and man i had so much food probably it really is because we're recording this after the thanksgiving oh yeah that's true so this <laughs> you guys are probably hearing this near christmas time it is december 1 when you are hearing this so the holidays is literally here although we know in the philippines it september, was two months ago yeah september 1 is when the holiday started but yep. now that we are closer getting closer to the possible holiday feasts and eating we're going to talk about overeating okay. oh and that's what i've been doing for the past few days and that's okay and we will talk <laughs> that's about perfectly it. fine so i did post on instagram i asked you guys what are your struggles or questions that you want to know about overeating so we're gonna put overeating in general and not just in the holiday season but hopefully this is in time to help you out during the holiday season um, as well to help you be more mindful and just overall um you know help us with our overeating struggles. Okay, so we have your answers. Are they answers or are they questions? Questions and answers, because I asked what are your struggles and questions. So they're a bit of both. <laughs> okay, here we go. We've got your answers and questions in the donut box. Let's take a donut. Okay, let's pick a donut here. Okay. Should we do? Should we have a? Should we have a a, a song for this? It's mail time, mail time. No, no it's not mail. That would have been it's for not the mail. letter sender. I'm trying to have like a like a blues clues vibe, but I can't think of anything to say. I'm like, and the donut box, and the donut box, box, and the donut. No, that's Dora, right? <laughs> and we're copyrighted. Oh, yeah. And the map. And we're copyrighted. Okay, let me just. It's read the it. box. It's the box. It's <laughs> okay. the box. Let's let's go. Okay, this is the first one. Is it actually bad to eat past a certain hour? What is considered overeating? Okay. Is it, is it bad to eat pasta a certain <laughs> hour? <laughs> yeah, you're so funny. Okay. Sorry. I heard the way you said it. I was like, oh, pasta. And it, Sorry. Uh, now, I'm craving, now I'm craving pasta. Okay. Let's go to the, first, the, the question in the bottom, which is what is considered overeating? Okay. This is great to start off because it's important to actually first differentiate and define binge eating versus overeating. Okay. And the reason for this, and I, I think we already talked about this probably in a previous episode, but it's important to give context in this episode. Overeating and binge eating are actually two different things. Okay. Overeating is when you eat past a comfortable level of fullness, you are very much aware of what's happening, that you are eating more food than what would be comfortable and satisfying overall, but you are still aware and mindful, meaning that if you needed to, you could step away. And this is a situational occurrence, events, traditions, or napasarap yung kain kasi ang ng ulam. You know, the food just tasted so good. Binge eating is eating a large amount of food in a short period of time 
feeling impulsive and out of control with shame and guilt. And it's like a bottomless pit where you are filling it up as much as you can. And even if it feels or you feel so full, you still feel empty. I want to emphasize this because overeating is normal. You know, it happens. You know, it, it, it happens and it's okay. But binge eating is really when you feel that uncontrollable feeling around food and it's hard to stop. And it usually is a sign that there's something else going on. It doesn't not automatically mean you have an eating disorder, but binge eating can exist outside of an eating disorder, whether it be emotion, stress, trauma, restriction, or anything else in between. Okay, so that's very important and, and, to differentiate. And any, and any combination of all of those, <laughs> like my, my binge eating was a mix of deprivation, trauma, Again, I just wanted to also emphasize this where a lot of people kind of use the term binge eating when they just like ate an extra cup of rice. You know, they're like, yeah, I binge ate when they just ate like another cup of rice or they ate an extra slice of cake. And that would probably be more on overeating when you push yourself to pass that comfortable level. But it's not necessarily binge eating. Well, how about when people say like, hey, I want to binge. Like I want to binge on some... And then insert food item here. Are they actually binge eating or are they? Well, because binge eating is not necessarily something you want to do most of the time. You know? so, that, so that means they're using it in a way of saying, I just want to eat a lot of it. Yeah, like I just want to eat more probably. Because we also use the like binge term for like watching shows. Like, yeah, I want to binge shows, watch right? the show and stuff like that. So I think we turn that into food as well. But it's so important to know the difference because when we toss around binge eating the term like that, you end up diminishing the, the the meaning of it, especially for those who are actually struggling with yeah disordered eating and eating disorders. But I feel like that's why people confuse binge eating and a to- uh, like like um, confuse overeating with binge eating because they use the le- the the term in- interchangeably and mm-hmm. not so exactly. much right. Yeah. Versus like oh for them overeating is binge eating. Exactly. That's why we have to differentiate it because the word binge eating is so loosely used. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like like in the weekend I binged ate, like we went out and I binged so much. And it's not necessarily binge eating. It could be, but it's so important to distinguish because of that fact, you know? So the other part of the question, is it bad to eat past a certain hour? Not pasta. Not pasta. <laughs> okay. Um, yes and no. No meaning your body doesn't turn off like at a certain period of time. You know, sometimes people are like 6 p.m. Your body stops working. Don't eat past 6 p.m. If you eat past a specific time, your body just stops working and just stores it as fat, things like that. So that's not really true. However, eating later in the evening will more often lead to indigestion and will also um, impact possibly if you are constantly eating later in the nighttime also have like negative impacts towards blood sugar and all of those things yeah because when you're up late cortisol levels are up it can help it can mess with your metabolism melatonin also kind of tells your pancreas to like secrete less insulin as well but but it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, yeah, you're going to get diabetes if you eat late at night. Like, we're not saying that, okay? Just just to clarify. <laughs> we're just basically saying that, yeah, there are effects of eating later at night. But yeah. we're not saying that if you do eat late at night, oh, that's 
Yeah, it's not automatically like, yeah, bad, bad eating at night, you know? It's not necessarily like that, especially because there are people with graveyard shifts. If we were to say that, like, oh, it's so bad and those who are in graveyard shifts would be doomed, you know, that that type of thing. But it's not really like that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so it's not actually bad, although there are more benefits to eating earlier in the day. The bigger concern would be, are you able to digest it before you sleep? Are you comfortable? that type of part of it that part in it yeah like for me it's my my mine is always finding that that perfect time because um when i first met joe uh she and her family would eat dinner around five and i was like you know what i'll try that but then i end up because Hungry. they also sl- they also <laughs> eat, they also sleep early like a lot earlier mm-hmm. than i do so by the time they go to sleep, I'm still awake and I get really hungry and I'm like, damn, I gotta I gotta eat something, right? Mm-hmm. Or else I might binge if I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow like, it's gonna or tomorrow, make me really, really hungry. Really, mm-hmm. really hungry. Um like and so I had to find like, okay, if they ate at five, I usually sleep at twelve. So I eat dinner sometimes at like seven thirty or eight. Mm-hmm. And it would be perfect for me when to go to sleep. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have to find that. You have to find that sweet spot for you where it's like you feel comfortable and not uncomfortable before you sleep. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't want to eat too early. And then you're like, oh, I am really hungry. Yeah. You don't want to cause your acid reflux to be impacted while you sleep. You know, So those are the things that you're looking at. Um, not necessarily the time itself, but more of the time you go to bed and when your last meal would be in that sense. Okay. So... Let's go to our next one over here. Next one. It's the box. It's the box. It's the box. Stop. We're going to get copyrighted with that. Can you? We're just saying box. I don't know. The tune. Oh. (laughs) We have to change the the note. It's the box. It's the box. It's the box. (laughs) What? Okay, let's go into it. Anyways. Why can't I stop even though I'm full? It's so tiring to see that I'm eating even if I'm not hungry. Can you relate, Elijah? <laughs> okay, so here, Elijah, for you, this is something that I, I, I had a client who told me about how they also throw up. And because they throw up their food, they would eat until they were very uncomfortable because they knew they were going to throw it up. So they never learn how to, um, what do you call that? How to know their comfortable level of fullness. And I was like, oh my God, that's you. Because that's a distinct characteristic of those who self with self-induced vomiting, I guess, maybe for most, not necessarily for all. But then your hunger and fullness cues really get impacted because you're not used to regulating that fullness. Here, here. Like, I would get to a point where like my stretch reflex is so bad that I would feel like I need to throw up anyways because I was so full. Mm-hmm. So when I do throw up, the feeling of like your stomach getting smaller that kind of gave me like a euphoria like in a, a dopamine way. hit yeah no seriously like and then you're like oh i can eat again <laughs> right yeah and, and and that gave me such a high in a way but when i when i fixed or when i tried working on my my eating disorder um yeah there are times where i'm just like am i full yet like you can't I'm pretty tell. sure I'm full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I really effed up. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I, I like the sensation mm-hmm. of 
actually being full so like what i did was like i would actually eat pretty full to know like oh this is uncomfortable mm. but i wouldn't throw it up mm-hmm. so yeah. i i would i would know so like it took a while like even up to now i still have like am i full am i not really full am i still hungry mm-hmm. like you, like some a lot of my hunger cues are still pretty effed up cuz guys if yeah, for context i've 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 been i was bulimic for like more than 10 years you know there are people who are have it worse but 10 years of my life is still 10 years of yeah that's life. 10 years <laughs> yeah like well, 10 years is 10 years yeah of yeah. 10 years it's not like 11 years, years. It's not 11 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you struggle with noticing you're full, there's really a lot of things that may be going on, whether it's currently or in the past. And one of those things is possibly you, um, you, what's the word? You experienced or you dabbled, you dabbled in purging. <laughs> it's either one, you dabbled in purging. Number two, wow, you, may, you make it seem like <laughs> you make it seem like an addiction, not addiction, but no, you make it seem, no. yeah, like like a side or like a... A, yeah, I know. It's just I, there's a word that I'm trying to think of, but it's not. Yeah, it's heard, not coming I, up. Bro, I heard you dabbled in that, you know, like <laughs> in that dealing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't think people say that when it comes to drugs. Like, what, I don't they, think what, what do you dabble in? Uh, I in, guess like, uh, a in a hobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Seem like, Anyways, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I just can't find the word. Like, it's not coming into my brain. What's your rank? What's your rank in bulimia, bro? <laughs> Stop! I'm not. I didn't even say that. Okay. Anyways, you experienced like purging behaviors, or you went through purging behaviors. Number two, you're not eating enough, so your hunger is getting really impacted, and. There's a difference between appetite and hunger. We talked about this. So your appetite is your want to eat and your hunger is your need for food. Just because you don't feel hungry doesn't mean you're not physically hungry and your body catches up with that. Just because you don't have an appetite, it doesn't mean you're not hungry. Because you said if you're not hungry, hungry. If you don't feel hungry, doesn't mean you're oh, not okay, okay, hungry. Okay, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. I thought I thought you said if you're not hungry, you don't. Yeah, then you're, you're not hungry. hungry. <laughs> yeah, I was like. So I just didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> if you're not hungry, then you. It, doesn't mean you're not hungry. But <laughs> no, yeah. you just said you're not hungry. <laughs> exactly. So if you don't feel the hunger, meaning like, oh yeah, your stomach is not growling or anything like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that that you're not the hunger. Yeah. I mean you what? Wait, sorry. That you're not hungry. That you're not hungry, sorry. Yeah. This is like the messiest episode ever. <laughs> yeah. So when you are super duper hungry, you are more likely to end up super duper full. So that's one aspect. And it's harder for you to listen to your fullness cues. So if you're always eating when you're super duper hungry, that might be a reason. Or if you're not eating enough in general throughout the day or throughout the week, your body is trying to make up for that lack of nutrients by making it take more time for you to know that it's full. It's like, oh, when are we ever going to be able to eat again? Let's eat as much as we can. There's also not having satisfying meals. And this is not just like the worst. That is the worst. I feel. I feel like I'd rather be hungry than not have a satisfying meal. I hate that feeling where it's just like you're still looking for something. You're just like like, that was not satisfying. Can't I can't tell what it is, but something's missing. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the food just wasn't good. Yeah, because you have two types of satisfaction in your meal. That's mental and physical. So you can be physically full, where it's like, yeah, my tummy is super stretched and bloated. 
but I'm not mentally satisfied by the texture, the taste, and the food didn't give yeah. me any comfort, you're still going to look for more food. You were taught to finish the food on your plate all the time when you were younger, or you were told to finish other people's food um, as you were growing up as well, or it's like just uh, as you're done eating, you have to eat all of this other food, so that mentality probably led you to feel like the only time you're allowed to stop eating is when your stomach is super duper stretched. <clears throat> Distracted eating is a big one too. We have to emphasize when you say distracted eating, this isn't necessarily like you're not allowed to watch or talk to other people. But if you are distracted, that you're not aware of your hungerfulness cues, then that's a big impact. Like, for example, for me before, I would just eat so fast while I was watching a show that my food would be gone from my plate. And I'm just like, who ate that? It wasn't me, but it was me. Um, another one is lack of sleep. If you don't have enough sleep, your appetite cues are um, kind of disconnected a little bit. You will likely feel hungrier. It's harder for you to feel full. The all or nothing mindset where it's like, oh, I broke my diet. Might as well just go all out and just like eat whatever I can right now because I'm going to have to make it up, make, make up for it tomorrow. The scarcity mindset, which is you're going to run out of food. It's never going to be available. This is common for those who had food insecurity or grew up in food insecurity or who had a lot of dieting rules when they were younger. So they kind of still carry that up to now. Like that freedom. I'm not at home. I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. And then you also have blood sugar, where if you do have blood sugar imbalances, it could be something that's leading you to feel more hungry over time. You want to add anything from that list? Mm, not really. I think that was. I think you covered it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. As tried to be as comprehensive as possible. But so when you can't stop eating when you're full, it's not like a lack of discipline or lack of willpower thing. Because a lot of people think that you know, taho ka lang, gutom gutom ka lang dyan. There is often more things that might be going on, mentally, emotionally, physically, even that is impacting your hunger and fullness cues from connecting or being heard essentially yeah anything else you want to add no that was good that was, that was <laughs> you're killing this joe <laughs> dang you, you should start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> i should i should start a podcast okay <laughs> let's go to the next one here we go Overeating at a restaurant or fast food because I barely was given access to it as a child of my almond mom. Mm -hmm. You know what an almond mom is? I don't know. Someone that doesn't like cow moms. What? <laughs> so just say no, okay? Just say no, you don't know. <laughs> Do you understand the joke yeah, I made? cow because almond. I think soy mom no. also. Yeah, sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we talked about this in one of our previous episodes, which it's was almond mom. You don't know that. You really don't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So you have. We talked about this in one of our previous episodes, which was how your relationship with food is affected by your family environment. So that's episode twenty nine. If you guys want to go back to that, but I'll briefly go through it. An almond mom is essentially a mom who's had an eating disorder, who has an eating disorder and kind of brings that around with them. So it's called an almond mom because these are the moms who are only eating like 12 almonds a day. You know, that 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 kind of if like can you can you imagine that that mom? <laughs> Dang. Whoa. 
that they have they are more likely to be the people who have negative terms and criticize other people based on their nutrition and food intake so they're the moms who are like looking at your food and you're like don't you know that's not grass-fed and that it, it's better if it's organic or like don't you know that's all sugar you know that kind of person it's like a karen for food mm. Mm-hmm. those are the worst yeah and they tend to bring their disordered eating to their kids so that's a thing and that's kind of where the scarcity mindset that we mentioned a while ago where it's like oh i only eat out once in a while like i gotta this is never gonna happen again i have to eat as much of it as i can as possible yeah because mom's gonna be like don't eat that right mm-hmm. it's like when is this gonna happen ever again for me you know it's like what three years no i'm gonna make sulit now that's the scarcity mindset that we've been talking about. And it's probably something that you're still carrying now. You know, that, that feeling of like, I'm only going to be able to eat this once in a while. This is like a new food. I had that mindset because my mom was vegetarian. She's vegetarian for like a big chunk of her life. And though we weren't required to be vegetarian, meat was not something that's like easily accessible for us. So every time we were at like parties and then there was like barbecue being served, I'm like, nom, 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 eat the food, eat the food. I'm never going to be able to have that again. So that really leads to, <laughs> that really leads to that mindset, you know? So that's why one of the very important things to, to challenge is that scarcity mindset. And if you want to know more about challenging your scarcity mindset, you can definitely listen to the episode, um, hold on. Yeah, episode 19, which is, this is why your diet isn't working. And I talk more about that on that episode, but okay. So yeah, I, again, a sample of why overeating is not just like a do better thing there is more going on i guess my mom is a pseudo almond mom mom likes me to eat like good food she likes it when i enjoy my food but at the the same time she can't help but you know say the typical filipino mom stuff or you're eating too much of this you're getting fatter stuff like that but she enjoys it when i enjoy my food she enjoys cooking me good foods right Um, so it's like it's like she's like stuck in the middle of like (laughs) i she doesn't know or like or like Oh, I'm full now, Anak. Here, eat this. Mm-hmm. That's not really an almond mom. Um, an almond mom would be somebody who's like more judgy, who wouldn't allow any processed foods in their house kind of thing, you know? So your mom is more of like a Filipino mom <laughs> um, overall, <clears throat> you know? Yeah, because, you know, she, st- she still makes those remarks. Not as much anymore, which which I really do appreciate. You know, but the typical, but she still does the typical, Anak, you're, you're getting... Stuff Does like your that. mom listen to the podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not saying yeah. anything. <laughs> I'm gonna make mom watch or listen to this episode. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, next one. Food waste when eating out. Tapos nakakahiya ibalot yung less than one serving of food. Okay, so again, this is like one of the other reasons that we mentioned. I love like... doing that though. <laughs> I mean, okay, so there's also something to recognize where there's a difference between like really, like overeating is not bad. Like that's something that we have to emphasize. Overeating is not bad. If you like enjoy the food and like you want to just eat it that's okay. What we're trying to battle here is if you were force feeding yourself on most occasions and where that force feeding is coming from. Like, is it force feeding because you're afraid of food running out or things like that? Or is it just because, yeah, you know, I really like this food. I don't mind feeling extra full right now. I'm still, I still enjoy it. 
go for it. That's where the line that we have to draw between, I think that's probably a big line to draw for overeating and binge eating where overeating would usually have no guilt necessarily attached. There's regret, regret in the sense of like, yeah, I've, that extra cup of rice or that extra sip of soda really pushed me over the edge, but it's not guilt. That's something that is very important to distinguish as well. You can regret eating something because it didn't make you feel good, but it doesn't have to come with guilt. Yeah, it's not like I shouldn't have eaten that because it has sugar. It was more of I shouldn't have eaten that because that was the tipping point and now I feel like I'm super, super uncomfortable. Like that happens to us. I mean it happens to us it happened to me and Joe, like when we went traveling in Asia, where we, we get so caught up in the oh in that um scarcity mindset of we're never gonna be back. So we end up especially in Taiwan. I think Taiwan was really bad when we went to one of the markets. Not well, for, for me. me. <laughs> Not, yeah, for you. I don't know Not how. For me. We, we ate some. I, I had like three drinks. I had <laughs> I had um like a milk tea and everything. And I was I was like I shouldn't mm-hmm. have drank that many liquids. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, I just want to emphasize. I'm saying not me because most of the time Elijah would finish the food and not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not true. It's like we ate. Joe would eat a lot. Joe and I. No, ate I mean a like lot. I say you finish the food where it's like okay, so like we have ten dumplings you know oh yeah yeah like four i'm like four and i'm like you can have mine (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but yeah there there were times where like me and and joe would get back to the hotel room be like can you sleep yet no i'm really full yeah (laughs) exactly you know there are times of that regret where it's like oh i ate that ice cream because it looked good but it tasted terrible like that's regret but that's not guilt like there shouldn't be guilt you know that's just something we have to emphasize the difference of and it's okay if you sometimes want to eat more than what you're comfortable with or like you push yourself past that comfortable fullness every once in a while that's okay but you have to think about it does forcing yourself to eat food because of food waste actually help you or does it lead to more of a negative relationship with food as well there was this TikTok that I watched where they're like, okay, I'm done eating this. And they're like, aren't you wasting that food? And it's like, well, I'm not a trash bin. You know, so whether you throw it in the trash can or eat it for yourself, it becomes wasted food because you didn't enjoy it anymore. You know, if you're still enjoying it, then go. But if you're no longer enjoying it as hitting that negative or that 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 off part in eating, that's when it becomes a little bit of like, you're just wasting the food. Because you're just eating it to eat it. Yeah. And to tackle the second part of your of your question where it's like uh it's humiliating or embarrassing that there's only that small portion left and you took it out. Why? You enjoyed the food, you liked the food, but you're too full to eat the rest of it. So what's the problem, right? What's the, there's nothing embarrassing about wanting to take home food that you like. You have a problem with wastage. So instead of throwing it away, you can enjoy it some other time, mm-hmm. aka maybe the following morning mm-hmm. or for a snack at night before you sleep or something like that, right? So if you have that problem of wastage, you're basically doing the right thing. You're mm-hmm. saving it for yourself because you enjoyed it and you're not wasting it. I, I see mm-hmm. that as a win-win situation. And you're not force-feeding it to yourself as exactly. well. Exactly. 
because exactly. it's like it's a win-win-win yeah there's a difference between like yeah i'm full oh that's such so cyan i'm gonna eat it but then that last bite was no longer enjoyable you know so that's that then you basically wasted that last bite exactly so it's okay to take it out you know if you want to mix it with some dish that's like a leftover thing there's a show on netflix called like leftovers and like you can see how you can use your leftovers <laughs> no I, I actually do that all the time like um we ate at a restaurant recently and um, my nephew had this one piece left. He didn't want it anymore, so I was like, "I'll take it." And it was like a uh, a side a side dish to his main meal, which the following day I I just used it as as a side dish for my Your main, main meal. meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, and it was it was perfect. It worked out. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. but it, it... if you if you looked at it, it'd be like, "Why did why didn't you just leave it there or whatever?" It's like mm -hmm. yeah, we were all full, and I really wanted it, so I just yeah. took it home, right? Yeah, and the on the other side of that, if you don't want to take it home, it's okay to leave it. And we're not saying food waste is good, like that's fine as long as you're comfortable. It's also more of like a lesson learned where it's like, we probably ordered too much tonight and we're going to take note of that for the next time we eat out. Where there is a certain amount that is comfortable for all of us, where we're not going to end up with food waste, but we're also not going to end up very, very uncomfortable. So that's more of a lesson learned. I feel like that we should all really try to learn from that. Like a lot of people here in America, they don't learn that. They just order as much as they can. They don't finish it and they leave it and they do it all the time. And that's the type of food wastage, which mm -hmm. is like, dang, that's bad. Like you, you know, every single time, if you order that much, you're not going to be able to finish it. So why order that much mm -hmm. in the first place? And you don't even take it home. <laughs> and you don't even take it home, yeah. right? Or give it to someone, you know, you can give there, it to there, somebody there, as well. There are times I'm just like, that looks untouched. And then your, your intrusive thoughts is, is trying to win. Yeah. Like, you're just like, no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I think we shouldn't be embarrassed about that. Yeah, right? Because it's like, that looks untouched. And I, I, I can just be like, hey, waiter, can I put <laughs> Can you me wrap this, please? Wrap this <laughs> oh, sir, that's not your food, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I'm good. I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. Let's get to our next one over here. When I skip the meal, like overeat ako, always, and purging. Plus, when there are lots of food and I'm alone. Wait, 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 wait. That was so many. I wasn't prepared. I just, I blanked out at like alone or what would you say? <laughs> so at the start of it, she said, when I skipped a meal and like overeat ako, always and purging. So, so that okay, goes wait, back so to our like first one of our reasons. Wait, so, so the, sorry, I want to break down. They skipped the meal, which caused them to overeat, which caused them to purge. Yes. So it actually goes back to our like reasons of overeating, right? Where we mentioned it's like whenever you feel super duper hungry, you are really more likely to overeat to an uncomfortable level of fullness because it's just so much harder to satisfy. And it will also likely tr uh, activate your purging um, behavior or mindset because you, you feel uncomfortable and you want to let it out. You know, that's why for me, if you are really struggling with overeating, the first thing to do is to focus on a consistent meal pattern throughout your day, because that is going to help you stay in a um, comfortable and mindful level of hunger um, that will help you also be mindful of your fullness. It also goes back to, I mean, we talked about this before in a previous podcast about, you know, having that routine and knowing your meal timings eating three, four, five meals a day, 
just to help with that consistency can really, really help with with overeating and, you know, feeling full because, you know, if you're constantly satisfied because you're 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 timing your meals properly, then you can avoid avoid that. Well, it's not bad to overeat, but you can avoid consistently overeating. Something to also take note of, and this is something that I uh, tell my clients as well. If you have a very sporadic eating pattern, your hunger and fullness cues will also probably be very sporadic. Like you'll just randomly feel hungry and, mm-hmm. and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So when you have a regular meal pattern, this doesn't mean you have to eat at the same time every day. It's like 12 o'clock, have to eat. But you know, like you have a certain pattern that, that your body is getting used to. Your body will also feel like, okay, we are we can trust that we're gonna be fed we're gonna send these signals when we actually need to eat and it will regularize yeah no i totally agree especially in the hospital like we try to eat as consistent as possible especially when we're doing a 24-hour shift where we order food for breakfast lunch and dinner and i realized on the days where i can't have that meal like for example i i scrub into a surgery or or I'm just so busy, I, I skip a lunch. Those are the days where I'm like cranky or I end up ordering a lot for for dinner and I end up having palpitations because I ate way too much over, uh, I ate way too much at night and I, and I want to take a nap at night, but I can't because I skipped that meal at lunch. And like even if that's not all the time, it really plays a big impact for my day, my mood, my, you know, my physical feelings and, and it just sucks. Right. Exactly. That's, that's really one of the big things as well. You know, your mood is impacted by your hunger and fullness cues um, too. You know, that, that used to be me where I was like restrictive all the time. And I was like super eating a lot in the evening. And I was just like, what the heck I suck. Okay. We're just going to do better tomorrow. And it just keeps on happening. It keeps on happening. And to be honest, it really took a long time before my my appetite actually regulated. It took a lot of time for me to eat at a consistent meal pattern before my body's cues were there. And this is something we talked about in the intuitive eating episode where when somebody says eat when hungry, stop when full, that's not necessarily something everyone can do off the bat, especially if you've struggled with your relationship with food. So a meal pattern or a routine can help you feel fed especially if you don't feel your hunger and fullness cues yet, because then your body will catch up. And though it takes time, we got to give it that time. And then the last part is I also eat a lot when there are lots of food and I'm alone. I think, I think that goes to like the shame and guilt factor where it's like when you're alone, you don't feel judged. You won't feel mm-hmm. that pressure that people are going to judge you because you're eating a lot. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to uh, being alone is the same as going and hiding your binge sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like it, I feel like that's what she's relating to and Yeah. Yeah, that's something that you have, we have to challenge as well. So when you are feeling more comfortable when you're eating alone and that's okay. Like if you rather eat alone, it's also fine. Um you don't have to I eat with other people. <laughs> you don't have to eat with other people. But what the question here is do you want to eat alone because you're afraid other people see you eat? And that was me before. I like literally used to eat in the bathroom of my college when I was in my college days because I didn't want anyone to see me eat no matter what it was. So what we're challenging here is the thought of bad versus good food. 
because you might be thinking that there are certain foods that are bad and you're ashamed or afraid of people watching you eat that that's something to kind of be mindful of and another thing that we have to challenge as well is kind of that eating in itself is a bad thing and we're not supposed to be eating you know the all or nothing mindset kicking in where you're supposed to eat clean all the time or just eat whatever you want at all minutes of the day so those are some of the things that we have to try to catch you know okay let's take another one over here <laughs> still singing it hey i gave you two <laughs> box pulls without me doing that okay here you go i don't stop myself from eating chips because it's my comfort food and i always finish the bag okay cool happens to me all the time <laughs> what okay so the the thing here is i often get this uh comment of like you know i don't even restrict myself but i still end up binge eating and overeating obviously it's not working right because that's, yeah. that's kind of that thought there and i understand i used to think that if i let myself eat whatever i want i would never stop so like why would i even try that and then people here are saying that you have to let go of restrictions for you to be able to listen to your body like f that you know like that's stupid but here's the thing it's not just about restricting yourself to not eating there's also something you call your mental restriction where you are mentally punishing yourself as you eat. So as you're eating this bag of chips, you're saying, oh, this is so bad. I shouldn't be eating this. And some way in this deep level, your body is saying, okay, last na to, ah. this is your last time and you're going to make up for this. So you're likely going to eat the whole bag as this last supper, last hurrah mentality that we'd have around food, you know? And that's something that we have to be more mindful of and challenge. Are we thinking food is bad as we eat it? Are we thinking this was a bad idea? Are we shaming ourselves as we're eating? Because that can also lead to us binge eating or even overeating a certain food. Back to our like scarcity mindset as reasons we tend to overeat, that can really kick in. So our work now here is I can also eat this bag of chips tomorrow. I can eat this whenever I want to. It's not bad. I am I am just satisfying my craving and then see if you're able to feel more satisfied or find an amount that's satisfying for you. But there's nothing wrong with finishing a bag either. Mm-hmm. Do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but you also have to be mindful. Like, does finishing the whole bag make you feel uncomfortable now? Um, does it make your mouth really dry or like really... You know, you know when there's like a lot like, of salt in your mouth and like you feel no, that's like... the, it's also the worst when you yeah. have like that salt overload feeling it's like yep i ate too much chips yeah and then like you're craving for water and it's like even if you drink water it's just still there so, so that's kind of the thing that we want to be more mindful of okay another one this can be our last one for the episode <laughs> cry the last donut food as a reward after a good day or comfort over a bad day okay nothing wrong with that either i feel like that is a very normal thing to do like a reward in the sense that like you can't always have it all the time in the sense that uh if i have like a really like if i want to celebrate like you'll order something that's like pricey or just something that's like or mm -hmm. like i can't have sushi all the time or i can't have a donburi bowl all the time just because I want other stuff. 
But yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with rewarding yourself because you had you you excelled in something or you feel proud or you're celebrating something, you know, that's that in a way that's part of culture. Culture they people have been doing that for time in memoriam, right? People celebrating um, you know, birth and, and <laughs> life and death and stuff like that. Right? No, it's this, true. This is getting so dramatic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but but it's true and, and there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. And likewise, when you're sad, when you're when you're, you know, when you just want to feel day. happy, when you had a bad mm-hmm. day, there's nothing wrong in looking for comfort in food. Because yes. because it does. It can help give you that dopamine dopamine rush, right? That dope mm-hmm. that help you feel less sad. It's allowed to do those things. That's always what I tell my clients as well. Where it's like you're allowed to reach for food when you're feeling emotional, whether good or bad emotions. Food mm-hmm. is okay to reach for. Emotional eating is not a bad thing. Now, the problem we have here or the thing that we're looking at is two things. Number one, what type of reward is this? Is this like a, I earned this because I stopped eating or I wasn't eating throughout the day kind of thing. So I like, or like a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things to catch, because if you're treating it as a cheat meal, then we have a bad and good mentality around food right now that we have to challenge a little bit more so that bad and good mentality is there or is it comfort over a bad day or you feel like you have to punish yourself by eating as much as you can on a bad day you know to make it like worse for you in that sense and so like we're spiraling a little bit now on the other hand do we only reach for food yeah and is food still helping us yeah or or if it's consistent where it's like i need that all the time to make me happy it's like the only thing that makes me happy Mm -hmm. where it's like now you have to find the root of the problem where it's like why am i always feeling bad Mm -hmm. right that i have to reach for food in order to feel better so the problem isn't the food the problem is the root that's the trigger or the or whatever you're feeling that's causing that right Mm -hmm. it's not being addressed yeah Yeah. so i don't when you the food is not the problem yeah that's also something that i talk about with my clients where you have to take a look at why you reach for food right it's like okay i am sad and i'm looking for something to make me happy food makes me happy or i'm anxious and i want something to distract me food is a distraction you reach for food because it gives you what you need and that's okay. Now the question is, why are we always feeling some sort of way? And feelings are not bad, but why is it the same feeling again and again? Why am I always anxious? Why am I always angry? Why am I always frustrated? Is there something else that could be going on now that I actually have to address? Because reaching for food all the time when I'm feeling this is just not hitting anymore. It's not giving me what I actually need because it's something else entirely. So it's going to that root cause and also finding other ways to help you feel good and to help you feel comforted or to help you celebrate a good day or to feel like a reward alongside food as part of your coping mechanisms. So yeah, again, it's not bad to eat, but we do have to be more aware of what's going on. Yeah, I agree. That's really good because I still, I do that too. I mean, I feel sad. I... I like to eat ice cream. Wow, very stereotypical, right? If I'm sad, I like to eat ice cream. 
Not me. I just like to eat pizza. Ooh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Oh, sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, or so... Just, or, you know, cracking a cold one with the, with the boys. You know, like like a nice cold beer. Anyways, now okay. I'm, and I'm, get, I'm getting hungry talking about all this. <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we um, cap it off? Yeah, so just the last part where Joe was talking about what could be the problem. And if you do have an inkling of there is a problem that's always causing you to feel sad or to feel that way, like we always say, don't be ashamed of reaching out for help and reaching out for a physician, a psychiatrist, a nutritionist, a dietitian, because they will help you find the problem and do something about it. Yes, so. if you need a little bit of guidance. Guidance is always... Yeah, exactly. Guidance will... Guidance is something that should... Scratch that out. Yes, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the last thing I want to say is, remember overeating and binge eating are two different things. And if you overeat every once in a while, that's okay. But if you struggle with binge eating, there may be more to it. And the biggest thing that we can do is to be curious rather than judgmental of yourself. If you are judgmental, like, oh, I overate again, I suck, I'm, I'm so undisciplined, I'm a weakling, nothing's going to happen. But if you're curious to ask, why am I overeating again? Why did I feel uncomfortable? Where is this coming from? Did I eat enough? Am I okay? Am I still having this mental restriction? Um, did I overexercise and make me, myself feel really hungry? Did I get enough sleep? This curiosity is going to give you solutions. And you're the only person who can understand your body. So let's try to figure out what it wants to say. Oh, yeah. Before we go, the holidays are coming up and you're probably going to have Christmas, Noche Buena with your family. So make sure to just eat how you normally do. And if you do end up overeating during Christmas, that's okay. Because one, you're with family. People are bringing good food. You're, you're, it's part of the culture. You're, you're there. You're enjoying. And there's nothing wrong with that. So eat up and have fun and have and eat as much food as you want. <laughs> and don't treat it as if it's like the only time you're only, allowed to do yeah. that. You know, that can happen anytime. This time is special because it's with friends or family or yourself, even if you spend holidays alone. That's also okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the episode. And we'll hear you on the next one. Bye. With the holidays approaching, I hope that you remember to be kind to yourself as well. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donut Box podcast. Don't forget to follow the pod so you are updated on the next episodes. You can also follow me at Istro Sebastian on Instagram, X, Threads, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also follow at healwithjoe.rnd on Instagram. The Donut Box podcast is an anima podcast podcast, and don't forget to follow them as well for the latest pods. Until the next episode, don't forget... You always deserve to eat.